Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, it's your boy TBC on the Jokes and Jocks podcast with my co host. G. Hey Wiley, your favorite Blazian. Oh, uh, yeah. And coming to you live from where I believe he's at in St. Louis. Yes, sir. Our Louis special Green. guest, Damon Wafiki. What's good, player? What's good, man? It's just Damon. That's what, but you know what? I don't I don't get mad when people get the name wrong because I have a rule. You can't change your name, but once or twice where people just they can call you whatever they want. Like after after two name changes, it's like Whatever name you remember, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's all good. It's all good. So hit up. So so Damon, hit up. Um, why? Because I know why you have two name changes, but not a lot of people do. So hit, hit up right. why you have those two name changes. Well, yeah. So I had a street name when I was in St. Louis, Wafik. But then um, I got lucky enough to hook up with the publishing company called Third Side Music, and I've been working with them for about a year. I don't know, like a lot of my older stuff has a certain sound to it, but as you grow up, you kind of maturate, and it just felt like what I was writing, associate, associating it with the Wafik stuff, it just didn't, it felt like it was a big clash. So everything felt more honest and autobiographical, and like, I wouldn't say it unless I, you know, had been through it, whereas Wafik, I was saying all kinds of crazy stuff. I don't know if I can curse on this, but like I was saying. Yeah, you can, cur- you can curse on okay. this, it's fine. I would say anything I thought would be clever, it would get a reaction as Wafik. So it, so then like the rules became a little more strict in, time, in terms of what I talked about and how I spoke on music, so or how I spoke on the song. So with that kind of maturation, I was like, yeah, I got time to go with my real name. So my real name is just Damon. And I was just like, it just felt right. So I, I talked to my A&R about it. I was like, yeah, I think about changing my name to Damon. And she was like, hell yeah. I think, nice. I think for them, they were just like, yeah, that's easier to sell. Than, you know what I'm saying? America <laughs> is an Arabic name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm saying but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we'll talk about the origination of, you know, I mean, we can go from Wafiki all the way to um, you getting to this point of being uh, an artist just known as Damon. So um, you want to start from the beginning and just introduce yourself to the audience for those that don't know you, even though you're, even though when I first met you, somebody, like one of our girlfriends, shout out to Taylor, um, was like, oh, you're Wafiki. Like, and I didn't know any of this stuff. So uh, <laughs> start, from, start from the beginning and then uh, go, go from the end. Oh, the man. End the Shoot, I don't know if we have enough time to go from the beginning. I've been doing this a long time. Uh, no, I've been rapping since I was a little kid, and I was more of a battle rap type, you know, and uh, my rap name was Allah Wafiq because I had, oh, this is so embarrassing to admit. But I, no, I love it. Do it. <laughs> I had a bit of a God complex. No, I had a full-on raging God complex as a teenager. It's really stupid. Like I had like 12 rap disciples that will follow me around. It was really, really ridiculous. And uh, so I rapped under the name Allah Wafiq because I was just like this super serious, like <laughs> it was it's really embarrassing. Even I could not imagine you I cannot imagine you doing that now. Like the, uh, okay. A lot yeah. of people. Yeah. So it was just like taking myself too seriously and I'm gonna save the world and I'm the best rapper in the world and all this stuff. And I had these people that are like feeding my my head with this crap, like kind of feeding it back to me. And uh then I moved to LA because I just needed to challenge myself. I moved to LA partially because uh y'all seen the intro to 
Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, everyone's seen that. Like, that happened to me in real life. Like, I was basically, like, battle rapping and getting into shit with gangster rappers, and I'm just this nerdy little kid who thought he was God. And at some point, they started, like, threatening to kill me, and we get people breathing heavy in the phone, like, calling the phone at my parents' house late at night, kill you, nigga, and shit like that. So Damn. it was like, yo. So I had to get out. So I had an aunt that lived in um, uh, Ontario. You know what I'm saying? So I went to stay with her a little bit. And then I ended up, you know what I'm saying, just kind of, I went to school at a Musicians Institute in LA. And that's, that indirectly, that's even how I met you because how I ended up getting that job at, uh, you know, The Strand was through a friend named Lamar who I went to school with. Yes, yes. So it was just like, so it's just funny how things connect. But being in LA is humbling, man. Cause you know you could be you could be a big big fish in a small pond in St. Louis and feel like you're the man. You know you got a couple thousand fans and shit. But LA is like no one knows you, no one cares. It's like you be the loudest, dopest rapper on the planet. People be like whatever. Dude. My cousin's a rapper. You know what I'm saying? So it was a precursor to how it is now. But no, I mean just rapping in LA kind of like got got my bones, but then also humbled me enough. So I changed it to Fiki. Cause that's what everyone calls you know you always end up with a nickname right like you call yourself Allah Wafiq and niggas like I ain't calling you all that I'm gonna call you Fiki you know and so Fiki stuck so I ran with that for a while and then um I don't know like being being totally frank I got uh addicted to you know drugs and alcohol pretty bad and I got back to St. Louis and it was still going and um, I don't know, just in the process of getting clean and getting more focused about like what music really means to me and just having to like tell myself, because I was one of those types who was like, oh, I, this is how I make art. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a drug addict. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, this is my process. You know what I mean? Like, just it's like, no, nah, fool, you're a fucking drug addict. You know what I mean? You got to be honest. So just just going through that process, like in growing up, I use the word maturation a couple of times, but that's really what it feels like. So the whole going with Damon. It just feels like finally coming to my own. So all the experiences from arrogant idiot God complex kid to like humbled rapper running around LA to now like having more of a platform through music publishing and being sober for the first time and longer than I care to you know admit. So it just I don't know, it all feels like coming full circle, like you know. And so that's incredible. I love that, Damon, for you. Thanks. Yeah, I love that for you. Yeah, I mean, you've always been a creative person too. So, the drugs you don't need them <laughs> for no, sure. No, that, that was a real conversation too. It was like to myself, like if you need the drugs to rap, then guess what? We doing something else. <laughs> like it was just yeah. like if, if that's really what it is, it's time to do something new, bro. Like we go. I don't know, but yeah. Luckily, literally the first song I wrote sober i was like i don't know if anyone but getting clean is so much harder than people really realize like for the first three or four months you really think you're gonna die like you, you honestly every day you're so sick you're like oh this is death like i'm gonna die and i remember i was lying in bed and my boy steve spiffler sent me this new beat he was working on and i wrote this song called turn the world around in bed i couldn't i couldn't i had to crawl to the bathroom use the bathroom that's how bad it was but i wrote this song and it was basically like a note to myself, like turn the world, like I'm going to turn this around no matter what, like just get up, get out there and do it. Just full, full on motivational speech in like three minutes song. And I, I took an Uber, I crawled down the steps, took an Uber to this recording studio and had people help me into the booth. I couldn't, I had to sit down and record it. And I sat and recorded it. And, uh, and a couple months later, it was, a. Uh, 
Xbox picked it up for um, the new Forza Horizon 5 game that was uh, last year. They scheduled it. They used it in November, but it takes forever to get a song on something. But like, it was like, that's when I knew, like, okay, I don't need drugs or alcohol. I can do this. You know what I mean? Like, without, without all that. So it was a good experience. That is just, it, that's fucking beautiful, man. Like, I, I love that for you. Again, I didn't yeah. know that you were going through this struggle. Like, I knew that you were dealing with it. But I yeah. didn't know that you were going through that much of a struggle. I think that, like, you keep you keep your shit on, t- uh, like, on tight. Like, you're not, yeah, you know, yeah. You're, you're, as they would call you, like, a functioning drug addict. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. No, it's like, no. Yeah. That's what makes it even more insidious is because you feel like, it took so long for me to realize it. And then, especially getting back, like in LA, it was harder because all of us, were, well, not all of us, everyone around me was functioning. Everyone was doing okay or doing well. And then you get back home in St. Louis and it was like at one point, you know, I'm in the studio working with my engineer, my, uh, one of the artists I work with, I won't say his name. And he had like a nervous breakdown and tried to kill me. And like, you just around these people and like, you're around these folks as they're breaking down. And I think that's when the veneers start to come off. You're like, okay, no. Maybe this isn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't so good. You know what I mean? Because you, you keep making excuses like, oh, I need it to work. Or you're like, oh, I'm not really a drug addict. And then you look around the room and everyone's like freaking out and all weird. And you're just like, okay, this is yeah, tenable, man. Like, you, something's got to change. Yeah. So what's your process now then? Because um, I knew your process back then and I won't go through yeah. it. But <laughs> what's your process? <laughs> What's your process now that, you know, you are clean, which is beautiful. Um, what's your process now? Um, you, early, it's kind of more early in the day. I get up pretty early around seven or eight now. And, uh, I'll do like a little light workout. I try to work out. I'm trying to get like up to seven a week. So some days or two a days, another type of thing. I get a little workout in and something about that clears my head. And then I'll just, uh, it's a lot of like forcing myself. Cause it's, it's like, um, how do you, how do you put, how do I put this? It feels harder than it really is. So when you're just starting, you're like, I write down, I have a big uh, whiteboard right in front of me in my office, my office, and I have like a whiteboard and I'll just make sure to write down what I want to accomplish on the whiteboard. So, and then I tell myself, you can't erase it till it's done. And then I guess my, uh, OCD or ADD, whichever one of those acronyms, it's like, you have major OCD. Yeah, it wants to erase something. It's like, it's too filled with stuff. So, like, it motivates you. But it's really just, there's nothing special about it. It's literally just going, all right, we have a job to do. Sit down. Like, treating it more like a nine to five. You know what I mean? Give yourself four or five hours of writing if you have work to do a day. You know what I mean? Just really just, because I come from, like, uh, my dad is a, owns a used, used appliance shop. My mom's a retired teacher. I come from, like, real blue-collar folks. So, everything's, like, well, you get up and you go do it, boy. You know, so I just kind of take that <laughs> more boring approach to something more creative. It's just like, just fucking do it, man. Just get to work. Yeah. Do you, do you still do some manual labor with your dad? Because like, I don't know, a lot yeah. of people don't know this, but like you, you, you used to do, I remember stories when you were like, oh, I used to go out with dad and we would like, um, you guys would like build, like he has an appliance shop. So you guys would build yeah. all this shit together. Yeah. So like, do you still do that with him? No, not anymore. He, um, he won't say anything, but he takes my music stuff more serious now. Like there was a point where, uh, right before I signed the publishing deal, I love this story. So, like the day before I got offered the publishing deal, I'm in the truck with my dad, and basically all I did, he did all the cool stuff. 
All I did was help him carry shit and clean roaches out of old refrigerators. Like I didn't get to do anything. <laughs> like it was, he was the one. Like I'm handing him the tools and then putting stuff on the dolly and rolling into the truck. Like that's all I would do. The overgrown assistant. But um, he's we're in the truck and he looks over at me and he goes, "You know, boy, I don't know. You know, it's time to start thinking about doing something else in this music, Damon. Music ain't worth nothing. They ain't doing anything. It's not worth anything." And I just like I just sat in the truck and say anything. And the very that very evening, I got the email offer for the publishing deal. And uh, and the next day, I'm on the phone with uh, Jeff Jeff Way, who owns Third Side. I'm talking to him on the phone. So my dad's in there working, and I'm like, "Dad, I have to take this call." So I'm in the car in the truck talking to Jeff Way, and we're working out details. My dad gets in the car and he's driving, and he goes, "Well, I will be careful signing anything." And then I looked at him. I said, "But well, Dad, just yesterday, it wasn't worth shit." <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you worried about? It wasn't worth anything. So it, it was been a it's been a fight process because he everything's more material for him. Every he had to be able to see it and touch it to understand its importance. But like we've been in some magazines and like a couple times you turn on the TV and like you hear your son rapping while you're watching TV. I think it makes it more real for him. So now it's like he only really hits me up when he's desperate. Otherwise, he you know he leaves me to my oh he leaves you alone. Yeah, he leaves me alone. <laughs> what have you what have you guys been working on as far as you know um I, I know that you just you just finished you just wrapped a couple things a couple albums yeah. and then like um i know you we prior to this we were talking about you were in just in new york to try to come out to la which i wish you just moved out here um uh, it'll just make my it'll make my life easier um, <laughs> so we can hang out a little bit more um you can enjoy the beach more with me I don't um, even go to the beach. I never, you know, the whole time I lived in LA, I, I know. never swam in the ocean. I know. I know. And you worked right, and you worked literally right by it. I worked right there. <laughs> I worked right next to it. <sighs> that's me in a nutshell. You want to know about me, bro? That's me in a nutshell. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, 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 that makes a lot more sense, to be honest yeah. with you, than like, than anything. Right. Um, but yeah, so, but, um, shoot, I, I just lost my train of thought. Cause oh, you, I, I just tried to mention, no, no, I tried to, I tried to like picture you like on the, on the actual sand. Uh, I can't. Uh, 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 um, <laughs> never. No, no. Even never. when, like, even though I lived like two seconds away and you would stay over at my place and you would yeah. still not go to the beach. No. Um, no. Uh, but sorry. So, so yeah, what, um, what are you guys working on and what are you touring or like, what's, um, uh, right now we, um, so I want to get an indie record deal. Like I've been doing publishing for years, but I mm -hmm. really got like to the point where just publishing is just like you sit in the studio, they send you what's called a brief and it's like a description of the type of song they want. And then you make it and hopefully the client likes it. If they like it, you get on something like that's, the, the thrust of it, basic thrust. And at some point, you just want to make what you want to make. But to do that and have success at it, you have to have, you know, a buzz. You know, you have to be out there. So I haven't really been doing anything like that. So this last six to eight months have kind of switched focus. So we've got a new mixtape called I'm From the Future, which we're going to put out eventually. And uh, we're just starting to do local shows. I asked my publishing company, I was like, hey, could you help me get a deal? And they just gave me like a list of shit to do. They're like, if you want a record deal, this is what you have to do. So one of the main things is like, wherever you live, you need to build a buzz there. You have to have like some going. So we're just doing local shows. And like I said, I just came from New York. We were at the Tribeca Film Festival with a friend of mine named Janae Sound. 
Uh, nice. Her, she she's incredible. She's incredible. She just did her own. She set up this entire thing. She did a virtual reality experience that featured uh, women of color and uh, uh, members of uh, folks from the LGBTQ community. It was fucking dope as shit. Like she put That's great. together. So I was like one of the hosts to help, like you know, like guide people along the ride, like show them how it worked. It's fucking amazing. So I went out there with her and just met some people, and we're just trying to build those that network. You know what I mean? Because like you. Publishing is one thing, but being like an active artist that has like a fan base, it's a whole different animal. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we're just, we're, we're doing the beginning stages of trying to build. So funny to think of it that way. Like, I feel like a brand new artist because it's like people will know a song of mine, but they won't know me at all. We just did a song. Uh, we did a cover of New York, New York that got used on uh, Netflix's show, uh, Inventing Anna. And it was like the very first episode, end of the episode, and then suddenly I started rapping. And that song's doing great on Spotify. But those fans, they have no connection to me as an artist. They just they just like the TV show, and then they heard the song. Like, I like this one song. You know what I'm saying? So we're trying <laughs> to build that connective tissue through like those right. and just in actual product that isn't on specifically on like television shows and shit so that's oh, okay yep, all right yep. where, where uh where are you guys thinking of going next then uh, are you just gonna stay local for now oh right now i'm staying local but we're uh i want to build that build it up where we can start doing doing like a southwest tour in the okay. fall or in the winter so we can go like california I guess maybe even just the West Coast, do like California, Oregon, uh, Washington State, that kind of thing. So we'll see. But right now, okay. yeah, it's mainly the Midwest. Just same state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of other things that you can. What if, other than that? What have you not to? Because like other than like, what do you do for your workout regimen then? Because like I've never, I've never seen you go and work out. I've only seen no, you go to this like is new. This is <laughs> yeah. a brand new thing. It's, it's which is great. Um, I'm so excited for you. Uh, I have a trainer named uh, Ben Ben Sawyer. He's great. He's like a full on. He's the perfect trainer for me. He literally is a professional comic book artist. So just oh, so good for you. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. So we just talk about we just nerd out while we li- while we work it out. And his his main focus is uh, strength conditioning. So he does like heavy weights and that type of thing. So three days a week doing heavy weights with him. And then I have like a tiny little. I have like a, a couple of weights and a, a rowing machine and a um, a bench in my house. So then like three days, three or four days, I just do like calisthenics and like stuff like that. You know, I'm just trying to trying to keep moving. You know what I mean? Trying yeah. To, yeah. I, I've, I've only been doing it. I haven't even been doing it a year yet. So it's hard for me to even describe exactly what I'm doing. I'll be like, I got the exercises written on my phone. <laughs> I, just do, I just try to make sure I work out an hour, at least an hour a day. And then just mix it up, you know, try to hit all the major muscle groups. But he's really great. Like he's, I guess it's a gift and a curse because it keeps me from really having to having to know everything. But then also when you ask me questions, I'm like, I just do whatever Ben tells me to do. <laughs> I feel I can't move anymore. <laughs> Which yeah, isn't necessarily a bad thing. Everybody, so, some people need that kind of motivation. And yes. other people are like, no, I'm going to go and do this and whatever. And it works yeah. for me. So yeah. if this works for you, then, you know, God bless you. I love it. I love, um, you know, the only thing that sucks about it is like, I wish I would have realized how much I like it sooner. Because I'd already be in great shape. Because it's, it's not even... It's not even like a chore. Like I love it. Like it's it's again. It's just like writing songs. The to get started every day to do it. I'm always like, oh, 
wait. And then I just get that kick in my head, like, just do it. And then 20 minutes into it, I'm like, this is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> yeah, so good. But it's just like reminded, some reason our brains, I read this, I don't know if this is true. This is when the internet didn't bother to research it things, but I read that <laughs> the brain overcompensate. It, it, t- it tells your body that things are more difficult than they really are because it's trying to conserve energy. Like, I don't know how factual that is, but that f- that's one of those things that feels true because everything feels <laughs> sounds so hard in my head. I'd be like, even just getting out of bed, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed. But then once you get going, you're like, you know, you're happy that you got your day started, but I don't know. Yeah, I feel like those are what, what, what was that, Tully? No, I, I, I concur with that because I think that is half the battle is just getting out the bed. And, and when you say, oh, I need to work out, I need to work out. Just actually getting to the gym and starting is, is, is the hardest part. I think, like you said, once you're 20 minutes into it, you're like, oh, wow, I'm glad I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. But, but getting just getting rolling out the bed and getting going. A lot of people have a, have trouble just doing that. Yeah, facts. Yeah, in yo- in yoga they always say just like your motivation just should just be to get on your mat, and that's good enough mm-hmm. because because if you get on your mat, you're like you're already there. Like yeah. you can't you can't get up and leave now. Like you're already at the studio. You're already where you're already standing. Like sitting on your mat. You might as well just exactly. do the workout. Yeah, exactly. That's literally I, I have this uh this saying that I'm running all the time now, and it's keep going. Like, even like just asking me what I'm up to, like I have goals written on my board that I want to get to. Some of those things, I have no idea how they're going to happen, but I didn't think I was going to get a publishing deal. I mean, when I first came home in St. Louis, I, so much of my personality, so much of my identity was I was the one who got out. Like, cause St. Louis, like I, I'm from a poor part of St. Louis. Like, St. Louis is pretty poor in general. I'm from the North side of St. Louis. I'm, I'm the one kid that my friends thought was rich because they were so broke. That like it was just like, <laughs> you know what I mean, but like I'm we're we're broke too, we're poor too. It's like they they were just flat broke, you know. So so much of my who I was was I'm the guy who got to L.A. I'm the L.A. guy, you know. And so losing that, I was like, man, what am I gonna do? And then I just started working with my dad, and all I would do was save up my little four hundred bucks a week from working with him, and then spend it in the studio. Fridays I work Monday through Friday. Friday Saturday I'm in the studio. I had no plan. I didn't know what was gonna happen, and we took. My, my, my producer's my producer now, Adrian. This is a new guy I was working with at the time. We took this old song I was working on that I wrote at Strand House. I wrote like sneaking in this the back. What, this is what we what you worked on when I went to visit you. No, 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 no. Oh, else. Okay. I don't know what we were okay. working on. I already got the publishing deal and everything by then. Because I had that nice place. I was spending that's why I'm I have the reason why I'm broke now, spending all that damn money like an idiot. <laughs> I was getting paid though. Because it was it, it's it's up and down. I didn't understand that yet. The money would be great one minute and then bad. You have to really like take it and then put it to the side. You can't be like, all right, now I'm gonna do this, you know. But um no, so we took this old song. I had a new a new person sing the uh, the chorus for it and sent it to the producer and literally the the guy we sampled, God bless his soul, he's an incredible artist. Uh, Galt McDermott had just passed, and his family mm-hmm. sold the rights to his music to this company. And when they sold the rights, somehow our song ended up in the batch of songs they sent over to the publishing company. A and R over there heard it and was like. Who the fuck is this? And then found me and then offered me a fucking deal. Matter of fact, didn't even offer me a deal at first. Offered me a deal for that song. And then because I kept recording so much, one day she was just like, what are you even working on? Send me something. And I sent her this big batch of shit. I just, cause I just been doing stuff. 
And so she took that and was like, all right, and showed it to the owner and he offered me a deal. And it just, so like, that's like so much of my mentality now. It's like, even if I don't know how I'm going to get to the goal or how, just keep going, man. Just keep going. Like, I'm not, I don't feel like I, my body's changed that much from working out. Just keep going. I don't feel like I've improved that much from being sober. Just keep going. Like, just, 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 just lock onto the target and keep moving towards it regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause it's, it's in those little, it's in the little, like the doubts or whatever, like you said uh, before about getting to the gym in the first place. Like, that's where you derail yourself and end up like failing. It's not even in the, like, the pursuit of it or just or just randomly just trying shit is when you kind of go okay forget it it's not working you know what i mean like it's not gonna work out i'm in st louis i'm not in la i don't have a big record deal i'm not you know what i'm saying like this artist is just working with this famous person and i'm not and then you get kind of caught up and then you just sort of quit so i'm just constantly moving well i'm glad that you're still moving um okay let's switch let's switch it uh, over so oh, yeah. uh, you, so you and Tully can start fighting. Um, so <laughs> I, I might cry, <laughs> or, or you can start crying. Um, I want to, I want to talk to both y'all about your uh, your basketball teams. Uh, one is doing great, the other not so much. Um, but you guys do have, and I don't know if you're following summer league at all, uh, Damon. But uh, you guys do have Scottie Pippen Jr., Sharif O'Neal right now in the summer league playing for uh, the G League Lakers right now. And um, they're not doing horribly. Um, would you see a future with, like, the youth? Or do you, are you just still, like, in this Westbrook haze? Um, also, West, um, let's even just go jump to Westbrook right now and, like, the fact that they're trying to dump his contract, and that just sucks. Because I just, yeah. do you see, yeah, do you see Westbrook is going to still be in a Laker uniform next this upcoming season or do you see them getting Kyrie or um no I don't, do you... I don't I don't I think Kyrie and uh even though I think this is unconventional I don't see how Kyrie or um Durant get moved I just don't I know that they like I just don't see it and then as far, it, it just it could be also because it's a Lakers fan I'm a cynical Lakers fan you know a lot of Lakers fans you know you know Lakers fans who living in LA they can be so pie in the sky and they're so unrealistic. I feel like I have to be like the balancing force to that, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but that's just how I feel. So I just, the moment, and I, I rest, Westbrook is a, is a Hall of Famer, but the moment they got him, I knew we were done. Like the minute, like the moment I heard it, I like, just, just like, like, oh, it was just <laughs> like, a, like a guttural sort of gut wrenching. Oh no! It's just because I'm a fan of the game first and foremost. Lakers became my team because in St. Louis we don't have a team. You moved to L.A. and I got moved to L.A. I was super young and Kobe and you know Shaq are doing their thing, and it was just like, you know, like how could you not fall in love with that? You know, as a basketball fan, but as a basketball fan, you just look at the the way a team's built, you're like, there's no way how Russell Westbrook can't shoot. He's not a big defender. He's not like a, like a staunch defender. You know what I mean? He's a yeah. kind of a stat chaser. It just doesn't fit. Like how is it? Just the moment I saw it, I was like, okay, we're done. And then they gutted the team to get him. It wasn't like we kept, you got a defensive coach in Frank Vogel. Then you take all the defensive personnel away from him. So now he can't run his scheme. Yeah, you know, defensive scheme. And then Anthony Davis is, is, yeah, you know, Mr. Glass. It just doesn't, it's bad. It's all bad. I yeah. They did win a championship two years ago. 
Yeah, that's true. That is true. But we want, but that's a totally different team. The only thing that team has in common with this team is that they both wear the same jerseys. I mean, like other than LeBron and and AD, who else is there? Well, team. you think a healthy AD and LeBron in like that same team had they had Westbrook, you don't think they win the championship? No, absolutely not. Yeah, I agree with I agree with Taylor. Plus, on the that league one. is more competitive this year than it was a couple years ago. I'm not hating on that championship, but the Warriors are red. The Warriors are are like they're post KD. They're they're for real. Um, I'm not really intimidated by Phoenix. We were gonna beat Phoenix before AD went down two playoffs ago. We were, we were dog walking them. I just never shout out to them. I don't believe in Phoenix. But then you got the Warriors in the West. You got Lucas coming. Luca is coming. I don't care what anybody say about that dude. He's dangerous. He's coming. And in the East, uh, I, the Boston isn't quite there yet. But I don't think I don't think that the Lakers team with Russell and the health. I don't think they beat Boston. I just feel like the way they're constructed, it just doesn't. It is. I don't know. It's just something about Westbrook to me. I just his game. It just feels like it just it just doesn't fit. Especially because like LeBron's not. If this is LeBron from ten years ago, yes. Because he's a two-way player, he can cover up the uh, uh, Westbrook's deficiencies on defense, and I just feel like LeBron, with any kind of Hall of Fame level talent from ten years ago, I mean, he damn near beat y'all. Remember when he had Della Vadova and and uh, who and, and who else was it? Who was his second and third best player? And he took y'all six, seven games. Remember that? Yep. So that LeBron, yeah, but this LeBron, it just. I'm sorry, man. Like Father Tom is undefeated, bro. Well, I, I believe I, I agree. I just think AD is their X factor. Yeah, and that team without a healthy AD, it doesn't matter who they get. Doesn't matter what LeBron you get. AD is what won them the championship and will win them a championship going forward. Am I? So you, so you guys don't believe that because you guys had, you know, Caruso. You had a lot of other, you know, role players. For that championship, that were great. Three that, and that D they, guys, they were, absolutely. Three and D that could, that could absolutely. play defense. Not saying they were going to lock you down, or not saying they were going to make every shot. But people who weren't afraid to shoot the ball, who mm. could catch and shoot on a moment's notice, and and would play staunch defense, hard nosed yes. defense in your face deep. That team isn't there anymore. Also, but I want to ask. I want to ask you to. Do you think that that Anthony Davis exists anymore? Because I know he's young, but I don't. I, I just don't think that that's there anymore. Well, I mean, the NBA season, as we know, is, is a long season. And yeah. so will we see him play an entire season dominant, healthy? Uh, I'm going to say no. But I do think uh, if they do some type of management uh, with him, with him and just play him sparingly, get them at least closer to the playoffs. If he's healthy in the playoffs, then I think they win another chip. Wow. That's coming from a Warriors fan. I'm a Warriors fan, too. But I just think that dude is is arguably the best center in the league when healthy. And if healthy, I I don't see – I mean, with with the team that they have, I don't know what they're going to do in the offseason. Obviously, you said – you know, no Kyrie, no Durant, no. I, I don't know if they're gonna, you know, uh, get rid of Westbrook, but I think the bottom line is AD. If, if either they're gonna have to trade AD and, and restart, or he's got to be healthy for them to even have a run. Yeah, 
That's true. I mean, because people do forget there was a point where AD was in that that championship run. AD made uh, Jokic look like he didn't belong in the league. I mean, he was walking him. I mean, like people, and that was all, like you said, that was barely two years ago. But it's just the league, man, it's like, it's so competitive. People are getting better. Like the, those teams that we beat are better or they don't exist anymore. You know what I'm saying? That the pieces have been broken up. I just don't understand. And I know this is just like going back or what about is or what if, you know, think about what if. I don't understand how the same people who beat Westbrook on that, that Rockets team in the bubble how you think you're gonna go get like they did they sagged like the Lakers beat the beat the crap out of them by just sagging off a West, but they weren't even guarding him. So you would think LeBron and AD would be would have the foresight to go, no, he's not gonna work on a team with both of us on the floor. I need the ball and you need spacing to to work down low. So let's get someone who also needs the ball and can't shoot. Like I just can't understand how professional athletes didn't think of that. Like it just I don't know. I don't know. Well, so so you were saying when you weren't excited at all when they got Westbrook? No, I, I was heartbroken. <laughs> I was heartbroken, bro. I was like, I was like, it may. I do this thing now. Whenever I really, really want to drink or use, I go get ice cream. I went and got ice cream. <laughs> what kind? Uh, a salted caramel core by Ben and Jerry's is my favorite mm-hmm. ice cream. It's so good. But yeah, I went and got ice cream. I like that actually. That's really, really good. My favorite by Ben and Jerry's is the fish. The fish kind. Like you mm. know what the little fish is in it? No, I didn't know they made that. I've not seen it. Yeah, it's called fish food. But with a P. Fish food. Yeah. It's like chocolate fishies. It's like chocolate fishies in there and then they have like um I think it's just like cho- it's like chocolate and vanilla like swirled together and then like those chocolate fish foods in there. Um do you think because there, there's always going to be, in my mind, there was always going to be an asterisk for the Lakers organization by winning in the bubble. Do you right. think that? Do you think that? Uh, do you think there should be an asterisk for the Lakers winning in the bubble? Because it it's twofold, right? Winning's winning. You want yeah. a chip, you want a chip, right? But at the same time, it's a shortened season, right? And they had like three months off. Right. I get that. You had time. Yeah. You had time to rest. And, you know, you have, you have, uh, LeBron who, no offense, like you said, father time's undefeated. I don't care if you're putting million dollars worth of stuff for your body to like recover. You're still, you're still old, honey. So like, you know, you that ability to have that time. It's kind of like where that asterisk comes in. Do you feel like most Laker fans where you're like, Nope, doesn't matter. A win's a win. Or are you like, you know what? Thank God for the bubble and thank God for COVID and thank God for, you know, that little asterisk or whatever. It's it's a gift and a curse, though, because we played the most basketball. We were an older team. And then the following two seasons, we've been banged up because we played non-fucking-stop. Like we put, they, had that shortened, they had that shortened break from the bubble to that next season. So we've yep. been banged up since then. So it's a gift and a curse. The only thing I will say is this. Um, San Antonio won it one one year. I forgot what year it was the lockout season for the strike. Yeah, no one no no one talks about that because over time I think it it kind of like it just goes. It's just a championship. So I feel like it, it. It I feel like this. It works for both sides. The Skip Baylesses of the world will, will always have that. They'll always be able to point to that. But a chip's a chip, man. Like, but what about just the home field advantage? not being a factor in that yeah. championship. 
because I think that does play a big part in any sports um, where you got to travel uh, and you have your home team, I mean, your home crowd, not having that and just being in a neutral area. I guess it, it works for both teams playing. I mean, it affects both teams, but you don't think that that deserves an asterisk for not even being able to win it um, in L.A. or have games in L.A.? I mean, but then again, we had the best record in the league that year. So we lost out on home court. We were going to have home court. We were the best team in back. Like, I don't think, I think the only, the only, I think, I think all those are good arguments. And it's hard for me to argue against them, even as a fan. I know I'll probably get in trouble with other Lakers fans because th that does make sense. It was an advantage. Older team, they got some rest. You know, not having to travel a bunch probably helped. But at the same time, I don't know who was going to beat that Lakers team that year anyway. They were insane. Like, people don't realize they were firing on all before the bubble. That team was kicking everybody's ass. So it's not like it would be one thing if they were struggling or doing halfway decent or they were, or there were some teams that were just obviously better than them. That year was like, who won, who won the title the year before that? Wasn't it um, Toronto? And Toronto won because, because, Everybody in Golden State got hurt, other than other than uh, Curry. Right. So really, there was like, and then right after that, um, uh, Kawhi went to went to the, went to the Clippers. So there was no obvious dominant favorite team. And fuck, and uh, and and um, Durant left uh, left the Warriors. So Warriors are banged up. Toronto doesn't have Kawhi. There's like a there's like this. Get, get you know what I'm saying open spot for like who's the best team so I can see you have to got to look at the context like what where the league is at that's the same reason why I don't think the Lakers can compete now it's not just about looking at the team you also they don't play in a vacuum they play against other teams the league is just so competitive right now the way it's just like you know Boston just got better they just got Brogdon which is we can debate whether that's going to be upgraded or not but I think it is. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the te teams that have been good are either as are either better than they were the last time the Lakers were were competitive or even better, you know what I'm saying, than they were last year. You know what I mean? So, it's just, I don't know. It's Well, and we all know the Warriors are, have been the team to beat. Yeah. And that, that year, I mean, if, had they been healthy, they're deaf. I think they're they're putting up a good fight against that. Oh, that yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. If, but <laughs> AD, and they yeah. We're talking about no no KD though, right? KD's gone still, but just that that Warriors team without KD healthy. Well, excuse me, without KD, but that that Warriors team healthy. I can't remember who else they had though, because they didn't have. Did they have Wiggins? Did they have the team that they have constructed, or are we just talking about taking KD off of that that team? We're just talking about taking KD off that team because Wiggins was like a Wiggins wasn't even on that team yet, right? No, they got, did they get how did they get Wiggins? They had, they had what's his name? They had what's the guy's name? The point guard. He's on. He's on Timberwolves right now. Guy came. Uh, 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 Russell. They had D'Angelo Russell, didn't they? I feel like they did. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know, man. I'm not. This is where I turn into a Lakers fan. I don't think y'all messing with us that year. I'm just, I'm even healthy, man. I just. I don't like you said. No one had anything. Who's going? Who who was messing with K, uh, with AD that year, or from you guys' team? Like he would have. I don't know. I, I mean, but but I mean, we're not like a big. You know, we're not. We don't play big, big ball. So I think you're going to have to offensively keep it up. Keep up with us with shooting the shooting lights out. And with Clay 
and and Curry alone, you're gonna have problems. Mm. Uh, but down in the paint, yeah, I mean, we didn't really have a big presence other than Draymond. I think we had um, who was the other guy we had down there? I think we still had Looney, but there was another big man we had. But like I said, we don't play; we play small ball. So I just mm -hmm. think with or without KD, we can still shoot the lights out. And that—that's, I mean, right now the Lakers really don't have any shooters, uh, you know. And with without, unless AD is going off from the paint and and from the three line, I, I just don't see it. Yeah, and let's get real. Let's get real though. You guys didn't win, by the way. This you didn't win your championship this this year because you guys hit the three every single other shot. Yeah. The last game, the, the game that you won the actual title, Curry went to the basket a lot. Like he switched it the fuck up. He went to the bucket. He was he was on the floor on the ground hustling. Like he like that defense that you guys had that killed the Celtics. No, I mean yeah, like that's what won you guys. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean I, what, I, what makes the Warriors so good is that they have the three which can demoralize you. Like someone made a point that there's nothing more demoralizing in the world of sports than the Steph Curry three because just like oh my god here it comes, but. Let's keep it real. It's the balance. It's being able to get to the basket and play defense. That Lakers team, the better defensive team, in my opinion, that that team, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about now, I'm talking about the team that won the bubble chip, is, is, are as good a defensive team, and I would say better, far better on in the interior. And then, yeah, they're not the best three-point shooting team, but you've got, you got Caruso, you've got, um, what's his name? Jesus Christ. Uh, Casey Kuzma. Oh, yeah. And you've got uh, Kuzma. So you've got wings. You've got big wings that can switch on everything on the outside. So it's not like you're going to just be shooting wide open threes. You can make them work for the three, which makes it easier for you on the offensive. I just feel like that team would have beat. And then also you got to ask, wh which clay are you getting? Because if you're getting this clay, nah, you guys don't have a chance. Yep. There's no chance. Like, if you get, you get pre-AC, you get pre-injury clay, okay. But this clay, I mean, I don't know, man. That that Lakers team was, this sucks that they had to win the title in the bubble because I think people don't truly realize how fucking special that team was. Like, that team was really well-rounded, man. They were fucking huge. They could run. They could shoot. That's, I feel like people get too complex about the way they try to break down basketball. If you're a t bigger and faster and can shoot. I mean, like, like the the Warriors team was big and fucking fast and can and can shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? So was, yeah, I don't know. It's just like people try to overcomplicate shit with basketball sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> regardless, that it, that that team, we won't see them ever no. again. That Lakers team, and it's we'll no. never know. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> So wait, I'll ask you. I'll ask you. Who's your favorite going into this season? Who's who's the favorite? I'm gonna still. I'm gonna say my Warriors. We did just lose some key guys, but we'll see what happens in the offseason. But I think what Wiggins has become and is still becoming, yeah, gives them the the ultimate balance of what they need. Yeah, because getting KD, I mean, I think Wiggins is almost. I, I'm not gonna say he, he's on the level of KD. But he has other intangible things that that makes that three position uh, everything for the Warriors. And so and you know what you know what he has that KD doesn't have. Age. 
Yep. He's younger. Yep. He's yep. younger. I mean, again, like we said, father time is undefeated, man. Like yep. you get injuries, you get hurt. Youth is on his side right now. And I'm not saying he's on the level. I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't think he's on the level that KD is. KD's another beast. KD is just, he is a player that we're never going to see again. Like that, that, like if you get a repeat KD, you count your blessings. You, you pay him whatever the fuck he wants. You do what you got to do to keep somebody like, um, like a KD talent. But Wiggins isn't a KD talent. <laughs> like he's just, but he has certain intangibles that KD has. It's certain attributes that KD has, but he has youth. And that's definitely going to be helpful for um, him moving forward. I mean, that's always been the key for that team's success, though. I mean, you think about that shit got um, Harrison Barnes overpaid. Because it was just like, we need, a, we need a three who can switch on anybody and who can knock down a shot when he's told to, when he needs to. When we need a bucket, when he gets a wide open three or an occasional slash to the basket or just a once in a while iso. That's why, that's why they were so good with KD, because it was like, Hey, let's get the best at all of those things. <laughs> like who who can who can switch on anyone, who can shoot the three, who can create their own shot better than like a seven pretty much a seven foot shooting guard. You know what I mean? Like that's insane. You know, so he's in the he's in the perfect system, I'd say. Uh Wiggins, he's in the perfect position. He doesn't have to be the well, man, but you know. Yeah. No, and that's the other thing that's great about mm-hmm. go ahead, Cully. I was going to just say that real quick. I think they run the West, but on the East, I do think Boston did get better, and I think we may see that that matchup again in the finals. They might run that back. I, I think that if Milwaukee is completely healthy, yeah, I, th- I think that, that Milwaukee and Boston, that's going to be a great series. It's going to be a great series. Um, but, I mean, I, I'll, I could see either Milwaukee or Boston um, contending for a chip. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. no, 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 no. I'm done. <laughs> uh, no. Um, yeah, it's about the health of Milwaukee. I think it's uh, unless uh, there's there's another gear that Jason Tatum has to get to. If he doesn't, if if Jason Tatum who's who's a perennial All Star, he's incredible. He's from St. Louis. I love him. I love him. But if he stays pat, he stay or he gets a little bit better, Boston's never gonna win a chip. Not with not with uh not with Giannis out there, cause I just that dude Giannis just needed one other person to come along with him. I mean he had what's his uh what's his name uh uh Holiday was was fine was wasn't wasn't terrible he was pretty good but you just needed something else and they weren't gonna beat Giannis damn near by himself you know what I'm saying so like you said if if Milwaukee is healthy it, I feel like the East is just theirs to lose every year. Just yeah. Do you even think that Ben Simmons is going to be a good is going to be a factor if he ever gets on the court? I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, uh, I agree uh, with you. Um, man, I want to believe that because I'm just, I'm, I don't know. Uh, I said Issa, Issa Rae. I'm saying her name wrong. Was a super successful producer and actress. She said, "I'm rooting for everybody black." I just have like an innate sort of like, you go get it, brother. Like. If you get it, sister, like automatic, so I'm automatically rooting for him. But just if you just ask me, just cynically, I don't know. I just don't. He just seems kind of like he's just. I don't know. It's just so weird. Like it just. I don't feel. I don't think he's. I don't think he's gonna be. I don't think he's gonna move the needle enough for anyone. Like even if he comes back, I just. Do you remember him passing up on that layup as if Trey Young was going 
Let's go block it. Let's go pack his shit. Like, I don't know. After, after that show, I was just like, yo, man. That was crazy. I mean, that's like, that's like Lisa Leslie missing a dunk. It's like, it's just, it's really, really, like, I just don't see him. I don't see him making an impact offensively or defensively. And he's supposed to be this defensive stud, right? Yeah. Like that was the, like, that's supposed to be his saving grace. I'm like, you have, your butt has not been on the court in almost two years. Yeah. You have not played in almost two years. And that's because you don't want to play. So that's the reason why, like, I don't think that 70, the 76ers, like this is it for them. And, and like, this is the one and only time that I'll give him his due is that James Harden taking that pay cut yeah. for all of this and trying to actually try to win a chip with this organization? I feel so bad for him. And I will never say that ever again, by the way, because I'm yeah, not no, a huge Harden fan. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge Harden fan. But, like, do you, so do you even think that they'll contend? Oh, but I mean, yo, he's, but, but Simmons is on the net. The net oh, sorry, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But even that, think, but even that. But I do think you hit it on the head. This is the year for the Sixers. If there's good, this is it. They got to do it this year. Like, you just got to, fam. Like, you still got, yeah. like, you still got Boston figuring things out. You know, they just added a piece. Um, uh, Milwaukee's gonna be on revenge tour, but they're not. It's not quite the same as like, you know, everybody's a hundred percent. Blah blah. You know, so but pieces. they do have Middleton back. That's true. That is true. I just feel so like that, that's a huge factor. And also, I feel like Miami's going to take a bit of a step back. I just feel like they just got a lot of aging pieces. So, in Miami, people forget Miami was the number one seed in the East. Like, kind of, we kind of gloss over it. Like, they were the <laughs> technically the best team in the East last year. Um, but no, um, I feel like this is the Sixers' year. The big question with the Sixers is, who is James Harden right now? Like, is is James Harden washed? Because he looked, he did not look tired or like beat up he looked washed fam he looked done so here's my thing though is if are you saying that because your expectations for him are 30 points and above every game because that's what he has normally given us and now he's trying to be like i'm gonna be a team player i'm gonna help out the he's family percent from the field he shooting i remember that you shooting 38 percent from the field if you score 18 points a game but you're shooting efficiently you're shooting 42 to 40 to 42 to 50 in that range cool are you shooting the three ball well he's shooting 38 percent he got no lift on his jump shot he can't get to the basket it's not like oh i'm not getting to the basket because i'm setting people up he couldn't get by people i mean like tell like if someone tells me i'm wrong please correct me but i'm watching the game and i'm like he can't get past people, and I just I'm gonna wonder, look up his set. I'm gonna look up his stats, and I'm gonna get back to you on that one because yeah. I don't have my laptop in front of me. But like, because um, I just and I also feel like maybe he also feels like Father Time is ha- is happening to him right now too. So he's like, okay, I gotta work smarter, yeah. not harder. Father, is Father Time a name of a strip club? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Well, he's not. He's not Lou Will, honey. Um, he just he likes to. He likes to kick it. Like, hey, I'm not taking anything away from him. You know, uh, it's just you can't have everything. You can't do yeah. what you want, when you want, and then get all the money and win a champ. Go play for whatever team you want and win a t- Shit, people have to make sacrifices. LeBron made the sacrifice of like, all right, I'm not going to be as cool or in the spots with people as much. I'm going to be in the gym. Uh, I'm going to – people are going to think I'm kind of a prior, or, you know, fake because I'm switching teams. 
we make sacrifice. You give up certain things to get stuff. James Harden feels like he just wants to have all of it. This is the that's why we like the pay cut so much because it's the first time we felt like you think of James Harden, you think of like, oh, that's a sacrifice to win. Like that dude, he's giving something up to to be a champion. I don't know. And then we and we we prop that kind of stuff up. We love that kind of story. But then again, also the devil's advocate uh, argument is who was going to pay him max money after after his performance last year anyway. So this way, at least he could be like, oh, no, I'm not taking the pay. I, I didn't get my money cut. I'm just, you know, I, I told them to do what they need to do for the team. It's like, bro, they weren't going to get $40 million anyway. <laughs> you know, so here's a question. Okay. Who's, who's got a, who's got, who's going to have a better year, Kyrie or James Harden? Because they both have stuff to prove. Kyrie's got to prove he's not a lunatic or not a, you know, he's got, he, he's on, this, is a, this is a contract year for him. So I was wondering. Yeah, I think I think if we saw anything from Kyrie and I like love him and I respect him for sticking up for what he believes in and whatever. But but Kyrie is, you know, Kyrie is Kyrie and he gives negative thoughts. I think Harden will be a little bit more, hey, I gotta make my money and whatever, you know, kind of mentality and like this is the year versus Kyrie's like, eh, I'm good. And also Kyrie doesn't have that major chip on his shoulder because he's already won one. That's true. Is one one, and James has never won one. So. That is true. And I mean, Kyrie won like the big one. You know, no offense, yeah. no offense, man. But that's the three one. <laughs> like, like that's crazy. Like I don't want to. I mean, I'm a, I'm also a unique minded person like Kyrie. But it's just, I guess, coming from nothing and still struggling to make ends meet. It's hard for you to like. It's just it's just being real. Like it's it just it makes you more default. Like oh, this person's nuts because you don't know what it's like to be like oh, this is two hundred million dollars or this is forty million dollars. Like to, to yeah, money's not an issue for him. Money's not an issue for him. You know, yeah. so like I I think that's why like everybody's like oh, he's crazy. Like he's losing all yeah. this money. I'm like, you know how much he's worth. He's fine. Money is not a problem. He's already won the championship. He already had like all these things going and working for him. He's been in the league for X amount of years. He's yeah. good. He doesn't need, he's like, he can afford to take a step back and take these pay cuts and be like, you know what? You don't want to pay me? I'm good. You know, you yeah. don't want to, you know, you guys don't want to win? I'm good. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I have to do for my family and for myself. And again, respect, I'm fine with it. Like, I'm, I'm not one of those people that's like, you have to get, you know, you have to do what the organization tells you to do or else like you're always in the wrong. Oh. I don't care about that stuff. So I, I think like, but Adding to that, he's always been crazy. He's never, ever been sane. So you just have to know how to work within those parameters of that crazy for him. Um, The only thing that gets me about, the only thing that I've ever heard him say that I fully disagree with, because I'm I'm not going to get into the politics of it. I'm vaccinated, but I don't believe in telling people how to do whatever. Do what you want. I don't like that. I don't like doing that. I'm not a scientist. I'm not going to try to science it up on you. So no, but the only thing the only thing that he said or that he implies that actually really kind of makes me angry is you is it one in it both ways again? It's this idea of like, look, I just want to hoop, I just want to hoop, bro. If it was just hooping, you wouldn't make a hundred million dollars. Like you, you can't have you can't be super famous and mega successful and rich and have your own Nike shoe designed for you and and there's no media and there's no 
Like that, that, that ecosystem creates the money. That all that attention talking back on itself about us talking about it right now. Ain't nobody podcasting about my mixtape right now. I mean, other than me, <laughs> it's not some right. random person like going, you know, I don't know if Damon should have did track number 14. But if there were, I would be a millionaire. If there were hundreds of thousands of people right now debating my last single release, would that be annoying? Yes. Would it hurt my feelings? And people say, Nikki, your last shit was dope and you suck now. Of course it hurt my feelings, but I would be a millionaire. So I'd have to have a balance in my head of like, yeah, man, it's frustrating that people won't just let me rap. But, but with all that scrutiny comes all the success that I'm enjoying. So it's just this weird disconnect. Like, even, I even agree. I even understand where he's coming from. But it's, when they talk about it, it's almost like they can't seem to put the two things together. Like their brains won't acknowledge like scrutiny comes with it's just like why are people hating on me like they just can't fathom the concept like bro it's a billion dollar industry like it that's how it works you know what i'm saying that just that's just how it is you know yeah yeah um i know tully just switched over to the car tully uh, are you still with us we lost him i think we might have lost yeah i'm him. here i'm here yes sweet awesome thank you um so with all that being said um uh, I know we got to kind of wrap it on up because we've been going on a little bit of a tangent now. It's been like over an hour, um, can we, which totally makes sense with, with you and me, uh, yeah. Damon. Yeah, so totally. um, I mean, I, I, this could be like a, this could be like a Joe Rogan podcast. We can go three hours. Um, so, <laughs> so um, I want to switch on over and wrap it up with the rundown and with uh, the moment of truth as well. So Tully with no further ado, can we get to that? Right, yeah, 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 yeah. We can hit him with the rundown real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. Well, the first question, and everyone gets this question, is would you rather be a bird or a fish? A bird. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Everybody answers the same thing. There's like two people that have only answered uh, the other way. What would you be? What kind of bird? Uh, yeah, definitely a bird of prey. Obviously, I don't know. I don't want to say a ball. Maybe no. Actually, no. A raven. I like. The, they're they're pretty smart. Be a All raven. right. Okay. Right. Okay. That's All right. Fair enough. All right. Next. Next. Next question. Uh, would you rather have the ability to see ten minutes into the future or one hundred fifty years into the into the future? 10 minutes into the future, 110 minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel, I feel like Damon's into the now as opposed to like, yeah, I, I want to 150. Yeah. One, 150 years. I don't know. Like I'm, but I'm also trying to answer them really quickly without overthinking it. So just like, which one would be more useful for me? You know, 150 years might actually be more useful in my line of work. But like a, 10 minutes. I don't know. It just sounds like more fun. <laughs> he normally does. Tully, you still there? Hello, can you hear me? Yep, yeah, can hear you now. Yes, sir. Go ahead okay. for the next one. I, I said, would you rather have tele? Tully, keep run it back. Would would we rather have what? All right, my my last question was, would you rather have telekinesis or telepathy? So the ability to move things with your mind or the ability to read mind? Oh, ability to move things with my mind. I don't, oh, I'm muted. Oh, I'm on me. Okay. The ability to uh, move things <laughs> in my mind. Telekinesis, please. I don't want to know what people are thinking. 
I think about all the crazy stuff I'm thinking about. I don't want in there. I, think about how cynical a person you would be. Think about how awfully cynical and hateful you would be if you could know what everyone was thinking. Like all the stupid crap that runs through your head. I just don't. I don't want any parts of that. So yeah, tell no, no, you. You know the other, the good thing though about that about te- telepathy though is that you could you could possibly stop all these well not all of them but a lot of the um, the shootings and like all that other shit you could stop some of that so that would be the positive thing about reading somebody's mind but yeah I agree with you yeah, I don't you need would, to be all up in there you would be depressed you would just you would be in the worst <laughs> place mental space ever like everyone just like. My butt's fat. I hate this. I hate everyone. Oh, this is so stupid. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm angry. I'm horny. I want chips. Like, it would just be like, oh. But then if you... But then you could be like Dr. X and you can do some good. Professor From X? X-Men, you you could be like Dr. Professor, Professor X. And just, X? <laughs> yes, you could be Professor X and you can, like, do some good. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'll do some good with telekinesis. Okay. I'll float around and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably just go to Vegas and start a start a like a magic act. You know what I mean? <laughs> be the man. Oh, that would be dope for a lot of rap shows. I'd just be floating around and shit. Oh, come on, yeah, definitely telekinesis for sure. Yeah, I'd be you. Okay, that kind of be cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I like that. All right, uh, a couple more. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you rather wear the same socks for a month or the same underwear for a week? Oh my God. I, there's no right answer. Um, no, and you're a really clean person. Same, same underwear for a week. Cause then I just would just not do anything. Like I'll just be, <laughs> I would just try to be as clean and just, I just wouldn't do any activities. <laughs> It's disgusting. There's no right answer. You you couldn't take a dump for a week. Think about that. You take a dump, you just got to use the wet wipes. You know what I'm saying? You got to be real. You got to be real (laughs) thorough. Oh my God, that's so gross. Y'all don't want to ask any questions. (laughs) I mean, you could probably still take a shower with your drawers on and just let them things air dry, you know? Hey, hey, my guy. (laughs) Uh, okay good answer good answer all right um let me hit you with uh i think i'm gonna go with this one um would you rather have universal respect or unlimited power damn that's a really good question universal respect or unlimited power. Give me unlimited power. Screw it. I, my first thought was universal respect because that just feels good. But give me unlimited. Give me un, first of all, unlimited power just sounds really cool. Like just say it out loud. Unlimited power. <laughs> you you should have. If you wanted that to be a more difficult choice, you got to phrase that slightly differently. Unlimited power. Yeah, give me that one. That just sounds too cool. Sorry. Like if someone that if someone down the line asked right? me, who'd you say? I said that comes with universal respect too. I guess. Right. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. 
I was just gonna say that I'm like, take the universal respect because then you'll eventually get the power anyway. You'll get the universal power regardless. Vice versa. So that way, like you get both. Vice versa. I got unlimited power. You better respect me. Respect. Yeah, but if you have the respect, then you would have the automatic power. People are gonna sit, stand up and listen to you, as opposed to being like, "Oh, fuck that fool." Yo, I'm sorry. If 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 someone found out, if someone found out, I had the choice between some called unlimited power and anything else, and I chose the other thing, it would be so mad at me. Yo, you could have had unlimited power, son. Like, yo, <laughs> I'd rather people not respect me, and then like. I'm able to like make sure someone like Trump is never president again or some shit like that. Like you fuck it. Like I'd rather just okay. know I did, did something good and powerful, just you know, with my power. And people are like fuck that nigga. I'm like right, you don't like me, but it was still good. <laughs> I still did the right thing. <laughs> I like that. Okay. 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 Um, I'll do one more, and then and then the moment of truth. Um. Would you rather ask your ex or a total stranger for a favor? Oh, definitely a total stranger. Absolutely. Wait, which ex? Like my most recent ex or just any ex? Uh, we'll go with your most recent. Oh, yeah, total stranger. Total strangers. Total stranger. <laughs> uh, that didn't end well. No. <laughs> total stranger, please. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep that in the past. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, and for the moment of truth, uh, since I know you, you're an artist, a rapper, um, if you had a chance to do a project with any producer and collab with any artist on that project, who would they be? So the producer and, and the artist are two different people? Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah, yeah. So yeah. a rapper and then a producer. I, obviously, there are rap, there are producers that can rap too, but um, you get Man, you get both. That's hard, dude. That is so hard. Any producer, any artist. I know he's like he. He's, I just gotta go with my instinct. I, it, he's politically not the man, but I just I love Kanye, so it'll be Kanye as a producer. I just feel. I like mean, he, he has a genius. I just feel like me and him would click. And as an artist, that's really hard because I'm working on an album right now and I have a list of artists I want on there. You know what? No, I know who it is. I would do it with Run the Jewels. Both. I don't even know if you guys even know who that is. But um, No, but I'm going to Google them when we get off the show. Yeah, I would do. <laughs> my artist would be Run the Jewels. It would be Kanye as a producer and Run the Jewels as an artist. Because they're, they're, like, they're exactly where I want to be in terms of career like they're right now they're on tour with rage against the machine and they've got like really successful records they play coachella every year but they're not like drake you know what i mean like they're not like so they make more on they make whatever kind of music they want to make so they're in like the exact spot i would love to be in where you do what you want to do you make whatever art you want and then you still play big stages and go on world tours and stuff like that so hmm that's dope okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna check I, I definitely heard of them but I, I don't have any songs jumping out at me right now. Yeah, the underground. It's weird now how there's like a mainstream underground, right? Because they're not like underground, like no one's heard of them, but they're still not mainstream. So they're underground, but they, yeah, they're great. 
Yeah, I rap too, bro. So we may have to do a little collab at some point down the line. Dude, send me a please. Uh, add me on the gram, bro. I'll add you right back. You got it, bro. Yeah, I keep posting my music all the time. So hell yeah, I'm gonna check you out. Dude, I'm down, down full time. And uh, like I said, G caught me on a good day. I'm just, I got this new uh, project with this producer that I'm just writing lyrics for. So I'm just sitting at the house writing and listening to music. So I'll probably check it out right now. That's what's up. Yeah, check that out, bro. I'll check you out too, man. Hell yeah. Hell cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I appreciate you coming on, man. That's our show. Yeah. Uh, any other, any other shout outs you want to give or anything coming up? Yeah, any plugs? Plus, yeah, we got the new, new mixtape. I'm from the future. It's either gonna be out. No, it won't be out by the time this comes out, but it's coming soon. I'm from the future, and just follow me on all my social media to keep up with me. Anywhere you look, it's just songs by D A E. Songs by Day. Lots of music. Hey, going if you if you if you saw 150 years in the future, you'd know when it was coming out. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if I'd be able to remember all that shit. I'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, be on the lookout we will definitely be on the lookout brother respect man much respect thank you G thanks Damon pleasure is mine I'll talk to y'all alright y'all yep. good, good luck this year with the Lakers man you know it's just gonna be tough to see us but you never know yeah you never know nah I saw I saw catch a game I don't need to see 150 years in the future to know how this this season's gonna play out <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. Take it easy. <laughs> Thank All you, right, Damon. That's our show. Ha ha ha! Let a baller and peace out. Should I spit him? Should I get him? You should just do the show with him, and I sit him down. Get up now. Put it down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.